The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Planning Redefined into 2020 with our first podcast of the new year. Uh, Joined this week with just Nick on the show with me. Nick McDevitt joining me here from PFG Private Wealth. Nick, buddy, what's going on? How are you? Uh, just kind of recovering from the holidays and, and getting ramped up for the new year. Yeah, aren't we all? You know, it's it's so weird. Are you used to 2020 yet? It's I don't know. It's a weird number to me. It is weird. Honestly, I was having this conversation with somebody uh, the other day. And the craziest thing to me is that, you know, with the age that I am, my grandparents were born in like the early 30s, late 20s. And it takes me back to thinking about, you know, kind of in grade school, learning about, you know, the Great Depression and realizing that that was 100 years ago, almost yeah. and kind of World War One and, you know, how far back you know, growing up in the 90s, how far back the 20s seemed. And now here we are again. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, to that point, I'm a little older than you. So my dad was born in 32. Uh, my grand, my Actually, my grandfather was born in 1890. Go get that. And here it is, 2020. So that just totally trips me out. My family had this weird, and I'm only 50, <laughs> but my family had this weird tradition of having, well, they had a lot of kids back in the day, but then they also had them late. I was, my dad was 40 when I was born and so on and so forth. So yeah, it, uh, maybe that's why my, my wife's grandfather was born at the same time my dad was. And it's just really weird, you know, how different people's family dynamics work. But to that point, 2020 is bringing us a lot of change, uh, obviously. And we're going to spend probably, uh, we're going to do the next two podcasts around this topic. But, you know, obviously we're going to have an election later this year. The market popped 29,000. Uh, the Dow did uh, for the first time. Or actually, I think it's done it twice now. It went over and then went back down at the time of this podcast taping uh, here in the early couple of weeks of January. So we'll see. It didn't drop very much, but it's gone over and down. So that's new records and new things happening, a lot of stuff. But out of all of that, one thing that really affects our listener base here for retirees and pre-retirees is the passing of the SECURE Act. We talked about it months ago that it was sitting before the House and it kind of looked like it was dead, the SECURE Act. But then all of a sudden in December there at the end, uh, they kind of slipped it through with some budget stuff. So let's talk a little bit about the SECURE Act this week, shall we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I was pretty surprised that it pushed through as quickly as it did. I had some clients that reached kind of touch base towards uh, the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I told them what I always tell everybody from the standpoint of once it's passed and it's done, then we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, Because there's always, you know, little adjustments and amendments and things like that that are made. But a lot of the key aspects kind of carried through. And so, you know, we're still pouring through the details or really kind of getting into the nitty gritty. But uh, we figured today we could at least kind of cover, you know, one of the topics. Yep, sure. Uh, and, and and kind of focus on that. Yeah, we're going to do that with this week's podcast and next week. We're going to kind of cover the two biggest components that it pertains to a lot. There's multiple facets to the SECURE Act. And like any piece of legislation, there's good and there's bad. Uh, and of course, the government, you know, had to give it this name, SECURE. So if for folks who are wondering, it actually is an acronym. Uh, it's setting every community up for retirement enhancement. So 
that's a mouthful. <laughs> but, yeah, I always wonder how many people got in a room to try to figure out those right? sorts of things. Yeah, and how, long it took them. Um, how much money they spent just coming up with a name. Yes, yes, and uh, it actually takes away. Fortunately, kind of the biggest, as you alluded to, the biggest aspect of this is changing the age at which required minimum distributions yeah. are required. Yeah, from let's get into it. Seventy and a half to seventy-two years old. Yeah which kind of ruins one of my favorite jokes about, again, the previous rule was so confusing to so many people and <laughs> so uh, absurd to make it a half a year and people trying to figure that out were constantly befuddled. Yeah. Um, so now uh, this is pretty cut and dry and pretty easy for people to understand, which I think is probably a bigger benefit even than the increase of age. Well, okay, so let's dive into that a little bit. So they did raise the RMD limit to 72. As Nick just mentioned, that's the required minimum distribution was 70 and a half. Now, we should say, Nick, to clarify that if you have already started your RMDs uh, at that 70 and a half threshold, it's not like grandfathering, but you you have to stick with that. So make sure you are talking with your advisor about that. You don't get to switch. Correct. Yeah. So if you turned 70 and a half before 1 1 2020, then you are uh, on the you know, old, old system. Yeah. Rules. Yeah. Um, so it's everybody from, you know, 2020 moving forward, right. um, which again is, is a positive. A lot of people are working longer. And for those that don't need the full distribution to, for income to live on, it helps them kind of accumulate and grow money uh, for a longer period of time. So, right. We're definitely a big fan of the change. Yeah, and I think it needed to be done. I think from that standpoint, it's good, and it does clear up that confusion piece, but we just have to kind of get through this initial weirdness, right, for folks who maybe just turned, uh, you know, who are, are, are just planning, you know, at the end of last year, that kind of thing. So there may be uh, a few areas where you want to try to have that conversation with your advisor about where you fall in that. So it's certainly a, a piece you want to ask. So as you're listening to this podcast, if you are new to our podcast and you're not working with John and Nick yet, make sure you reach out to them. If you're working with another advisor, ask them that same question, how it's going to affect you. Cause you still don't want to get hit with that God awful penalty uh, that the RMDs have, which is, you know, 50%. Correct. Yeah. So just as a reminder for everybody, you know, when the, those required minimum distributions are calculated and from, from my understanding, and again, we're kind of digging through all the language, the actual tables that are used to calculate the amount of money that has to come out. Mm-hmm those tables themselves haven't changed. So it's just the time that you wait, uh, that you can wait is a little bit longer. Right. Um, and uh, as a reminder to everybody, you know, as an example, let's say that the required amount needed to come out is 50,000. And for the last three years, you've been taking out, you know, $2,000 a month from your account or 24,000. The penalty would be the difference between the amount due, which is fifty minus the twenty-four thousand, so twenty-six thousand. It's fifty percent of that twenty-six thousand, so it'd be a, a thirteen thousand dollar penalty, yeah. which is <laughs> absolutely not a penalty that you uh, no. want to participate in. No, that that's like a death sentence. That's just terrible. I mean, so they they don't mess around when it comes to making sure you do that. Uh, now, this piece of legislation, by the way, the Secure Act, folks, it was actually it's the most significant uh, change uh, since the two thousand and six Pension Protection Act that has come through. So there's, and there's, like I said, there's a lot of components. We're just going to talk a little bit about the age uh, limit today. Uh, And uh, along with that line, Nick, they also did eliminate um, age limits for contributions. So tell us a little bit about that. Correct. So previously, if somebody had a traditional IRA 
and they were continuing to work. So it was kind of a reminder for everybody. If you want to be able to contribute to a retirement account, you must have earned income. So uh, for those people that were maybe, let's say, you know, one of the things that we'll see a lot is to keep themselves busy, people would work a part-time job. So they would have earned income and they were over 70 and a half and they weren't necessarily working for the income. You know, of course some are, but for example, even if you weren't, um, if you were over 70 and a half, you could not contribute that money into a traditional IRA, even though you had their earned income. So that rule um, or that restriction has been lifted. So it allows people that are working longer, uh, which is much more common than it used to be, to be able to add money to the traditional IRA and dependent upon other factors to potentially deduct that. So that's a nice bonus because the other thing that happened is, you know, because even if you were working and, and this is how some of these two tie together, let's say you're 71 and you were still working and you had IRA money and 401k money, you know, previously you would have had to take your RMD out of the IRA, although you could defer or wait on the money that was in the 401k for a business owner. So now those extra, that extra year and a half buffer is kind of a nice, it can really, you know, on, on some situations, it can really have a significant impact for some people on avoiding having to pay uh, as much in taxes. Yeah. And it really kind of also expands the opportunities for backdoor Roth conversions as well for older clients. Uh, so that's nice as well. Yes, absolutely. And for those of you whose ears perked up a little bit on <laughs> on the Roth conversion, uh, there's a lot of caveats and, and we're actually going to have a, a podcast in the future that talks specifically about those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some kind of hoops that you have to jump through, but that can be a really good tool to be able to use to uh, produce some Roth money. Exactly. So yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That's a great segue for me to mention that. We are going to talk next time about the stretch IRA and what happened to it in the Secure Act. So by subscribing to the podcast, you'll get notifications for new episodes. Uh, and really, that's pretty much it. So it's a pretty easy thing to do. We just let you know about new episodes. You can listen to past episodes and you can find it a couple of ways, whether Apple or Google or Spotify or uh, whatever is your platform of choice. You could simply search on their uh, window, like if you're on Spotify and hit search, you can certainly just type in retirement planning redefined and get us that way or Apple or whatever platform you choose. You can also go to the guy's website at uh, pfgprivatewealth.com. John and Nick have got the site there for their service, for their company. And while you're there, there's the podcast page. You can check that out. So that is pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. And you can also call them, as we mentioned before, it's very important. There's a lot of changes, a, a lot of components to the SECURE Act. We're just going to cover over the next uh, couple of episodes uh, what's going to affect most of our listening audience, but there are a lot of little pieces. So you want to make sure you're having a conversation with your advisor and about the planning opportunities that may arise from these changes in the Secure Act law. Uh, call John or Nick, give him a ring at the office there if you need to talk with him. 813-286-7776 in the Tampa Bay area. 813-286-7776. 7-6. Anything you can think of extra this week about the RMD component or shall we say goodbye for this week and uh, hit it up next week? I think we're good to go. With that, we'll say goodbye for this week on the podcast. So again, talk to your advisor about the RMD age limit change with the SECURE Act. Reach out to John and Nick if you need a second opinion and we'll catch you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined.
PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents.